Welcome to Travel Market Life, your companion for industry insight and professional and business development. Travel Market Life, join us by webcast, video or podcast. And welcome to episode six of Travel Market Life. I'm Ryan Haynes, your host, where we're going to be talking to a range of people in and across the travel and hospitality sector to understand what's really happening at the moment and how we can all play a part in the recovery from COVID-19. We've got different perspectives and we've got people who um, are going to be contributing to the development in a different way. And if you listen to this, you might get some ideas on the ways in which you can plan your business uh, way of contributing to this development. Well, in this episode, we're going to be talking about recruitment and applying for jobs. We're going to be joined by Laura Castella from Quality Search and Partners. That is a specialist recruitment company with a division of travel tech and hospitality. Hello there today to you, uh, Laura. How are things going? Hi, how are you? Well, uh, things are going better now that we are somehow going out of our confinement. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I mean, you're over in Spain. So whew, finally, the lockdown is slowly being lifted. Um, how How is the sentiment now with, with, within businesses over in Spain? Because, you know, you're about two weeks ahead of us. Well, um, obviously, we were confined for the last six weeks. So, so uh, businesses will be working, you know, for, for, or he was working for the last two weeks uh, in a normal way. Uh, but what is true is that many people were working from home, but uh, business is running anyway, you know, for the last uh, two weeks. We were just confined uh, and everything was shut down for just two weeks. So um, that's, that, that's from a business point of view, but um, for a personal point of view, we were confined for the last six weeks. So it's the difference. Yeah, I mean, I know that a lot of staff were furloughed as well, um, like they have been across the rest of Europe. I guess things have been going a lot slower than normal. Um, and this is really sort of the, the, a change in um, how we're going to approach things in the future, especially if we've got to be conscious of um, hygiene and, and the potential spread of this. And uh, when it comes to dealing with employees and, and, and managing their safety, uh, which obviously is um, a primary concern for most businesses, um, mm-hmm. those businesses that haven't put employees first um, have not necessarily been um, getting a good reputation um, on the back of that. What What's the best ways that um, companies can ins- support employees during this time? Um, well, from from our clients that we have, a variety of clients, we, we work a lot with the trolley industry, but we also work with other sectors. Um, what I will distinguish like two types of support depending on, on, on the employee. And what is true is that this situation is getting a lot of fear and anxiety between employees and also between employers. This is, this is clear. Um, but there are employees that are still, they are going to work and some others that they are working from home. So there's a difference between those uh, employees. The ones that they are going to work they need to be, apart from the anxiety of what is going to happen, if they are going to lose their jobs, if the company is going to shut down or what is going to happen, uh, they also are scared to get sick. So in, ter- in terms of um, protection systems, you know, it's very important not only to meet the regulation, that this is a very important issue, and by law you have to, 
to meet certain regulation of um, health and safety resources like masks, gloves, uh, or, or whatever. Um, but also to make the employee feeling comfortable and feeling safe about what is, uh, what he's doing at work. You know, so this is very very important uh, in terms of stress reduction. Um, and also, you know, to support the employees that are, are working from home, this will be a different type of support. Yeah, I mean, there's been a lot of talk about, you know, what's the best way of being able to manage employees, especially if a manager, director have spent their entire lives working in an office with their team alongside them, the chance mm -hmm. to just be able to walk up to any of them at any point and have a conversation. And, you know, how do you manage that? How do you make sure they're doing the work that you want them to do? How often do you mm -hmm. check in? And, you know, there's been a lot of different ways of doing remote working over the years, including um, the uh, clock in, clock out. So you turn your computer on you type in a password as for as long as your computer is active it recognizes that you're working if it deactivates then an, an alert and alarm is set to the manager yeah. i mean at this time that doesn't seem like the best way to be working surely yeah uh, well this is clear um remote working uh, was always there in the market but uh it's true that for some companies this is something brand new um so uh, what is true is that the type of leadership must be a very much goal-oriented because no one is going to measure how many hours are you spending in front of your computer. Well, they can measure that, but what are you really doing? So um, it is very much to set objectives and to be sure that these objectives are meet. Um, but what is true is that you also need a lot of flexibility, thinking that we are in, in a confinement environment where um, most of the family is working in the same home that uh, children are around and you must have a lot of flexibility to be able to uh, well to cope with the situation so um, I would say you know uh, leadership that is much more based uh, in objectives that is much more collaborative that is not that the old-fashioned traditional leader because this will never work in a remote environment. And to give support to the employees, in, at least in this first period of um, working from home. No, it's very interesting. Michael McCartan, who appeared on our first episode, wrote an article the other day about the lessons that you can take from a startup and mm -hmm. apply them to bigger business about, as you said, you know, setting those goals, setting those objectives, um, giving more autonomy um, mm -hmm. and responsibility to your yeah. staff and allowing them to really make sure that they're, 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 they're holding themselves to account for what needs to be mm -hmm. achieved. And you really, you, you shared me a really interesting piece of uh, resource um, from a guy called uh, Joss Bursin. And he had an article, uh, which is both a video as well, called uh, Remote Work is Here to Stay. Are you ready? And he, he provides some really good insights, including um, the, the five things that you need to consider from the tools, rules, normal, normals, uh, culture and resilience. And it really does go through a step by step process and how a business and, and how managers mm -hmm. can restructure the way they do things for the benefit of their team and, and, and productivity. Um, so I guess we are going to see quite a shift in in processes, procedures, and and management style in 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 the next few years. Hmm. Um, well, what I think is, um, well, things has 
change uh, because of this situation, uh, but I don't see a radical change in the way we are going to work. What is true is that we are accelerating certain processes that were already there. So um, some industries were already working remotely, some others were not at all working remotely. So we are accelerating the process. This is, this is a reality. Uh, but I, I don't see a revolutionary change in, in the way we work. It's like accelerating that, that it was already there. So instead of having that in the next five years, we will have it now. You know, this is the, the, what I see, at least from, from my point of view. Um, related to working from home, I think something is very important to, to train employees. Uh, I think this, is, this goes farther than just giving them a computer until then you know you work from home. And when I'm talking about training, I'm not that much talking about training in IT skills <laughs> or how to use you know, um, Google Hangouts or how to use Skype. I'm talking about something more than that. I'm talking about how to organize yourself, how to find the right space, uh, how to deal with interruptions, things like that that are very important, and how to set up a procedure. Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, I've been managing teams remotely for about 15 years myself. And what I found was that I can't touch base with them every single day necessarily because they are working their own schedules, um, especially yeah. if you work with people in different time zones. Um, mm -hmm. Actually, there are a list of things that I need to get done. Sometimes mm -hmm. they're urgent. I send an urgent mm -hmm. email. Otherwise, this is your list of tasks for the week. Let's discuss them. Let's catch up halfway through the week. Let's see how you're doing them. Let's be here as your coach and your mentor mm -hmm. and your support rather than just as your manager. Um, and it's about, for me, I've always seen it as an opportunity to help develop mm -hmm. and grow my team. Mm -hmm. uh, I, that's my job for them to take over the jobs that I've been doing because because essentially that's the only way for growth to, to happen mm -hmm. is that if you start to hand over those responsibilities and, and give that responsibility to, uh, to, to your employees to, to develop themselves and provide that support to them. And, um, you know, it's, it's, it's one of those things that you would see in larger companies will struggle much more so if they've worked in those more conventional frameworks that we've seen. Um, but I guess at the same time, if we go from um, current employees and we look at the recruitment side of things, because Wow. I mean, employment rates um, are going, unemployment rates are going to be at a record high. We've already obviously seen a huge drop off in a number of applications or, or job, job, job uh, posts and adverts uh, being available at this time. Um, there are obviously a, a great um, expansion and a need of, of more manual labor from uh, fruit and f fruit picking, farming, um, right through to working in grocery stores and supermarkets. Mm -hmm. But for those people who are working in um, the travel and hospitality industry, um, you know that, that that is when we're going to see a delay in 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 the return to to perhaps normality. And some of us mm -hmm. are talking up to a year, maybe even two years, before we get to our pre COVID nineteen uh, situation. Mm -hmm. um, how what changes? can we expect from recruitment going forward, especially more so in the near term? Um, well, what is true is that it's going to be more remote recruitment. 
um, we as a consultancy, we were doing already quite a lot of, re a lot of remote uh, recruitment. In fact, more than 50% of our candidates were located somewhere else. So we are used to, and I think many consultancies are used to do a lot of recruitment um, online. But what is new is that local candidates will not be interviewed face-to-face. Uh, -face. We'll, we'll have also uh, remote assessment. And I will even say that sometimes we'll be even employed without even having a, a proper interview or a proper or, or a face-to-face -face interview. So this is what I think is going to change. And um, we are very used to doing that because of the, the type of recruitment that we do, that is more into middle management. I think when you are recruiting other, in other sectors and uh, more other type of um, employees um, that maybe are not that much or that qualified, this will really be a revolution for that because those type of interviews are always done um, locally and you don't interview someone that is going to work um, into, I don't know, into a basic service. Um, you don't take this employee from abroad, you, you take it locally. So this, in that, I think it's going to be a change. I mean, there's been a lot of talking about how digital technologies can really transform the recruitment process, how you can use artificial intelligence as well through the application process by providing um, applicants with surveys and questions that need to, need to answer, even doing video interviews, but not necessarily uh, with someone, uh, just, just answering the questions so they can read your face and, and see yeah. when you're telling the truth or when you're lying, et cetera. But I mean, if, you, if everyone's working digitally, and there's less people working together in an office, there's less need as well to have to have these um, really close human relationships um, because it's all essentially about delivering the job at hand. As we said, talking about those goals, delivering those objectives for the business. So is there going to be much more focus on skills um, or will st experience still be relevant? Um, and, and how important will this uh, relationship the rapport that you can develop with candidates, how important will that be? Um, I think soft skills are very, very important. And in fact, they are becoming more and more important, more and more essential and more and more valuable for, uh, for any company. In fact, many of our clients that they are much more developed into the human resources policies, they are much more concerned uh, in people's attitude, uh, in their soft skills, rather than in their experience. So this is a very important thing. I mean, it is interesting. I, I spoke to a, a senior business leader and said, I'd rather have someone who's got the soft skills. I can teach them the hard skills. They can go on a course for the hard skills. Is that something that you see when you speak to some of your um, the companies that are looking to recruit? Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, the, the, the hard point is also important. You know, the experience becomes very important, especially when it's a very technical skill. Then uh, in that point, it's very important, especially when you are talking about very experienced uh, people in a technical side. This is something that they have to have. It's a must. But also the soft skills are very important. And when it's something that is quickly teachable, then they definitely prefer the soft skills. 
Mm-hmm. Um, this is clear. And also this remote working, it doesn't matter if you are based remotely, you know, social relations are always important. You will have to deal with clients. You will have to deal with your team. Leadership skills are essential. They are even more essential if you work remotely. So I don't think we are going to lose that at all. So let's look at the candidates then and applying for jobs. Um, What advice can you give uh, to those who are out of work and might be looking for work or even those who are in work and and, and they want to change their job? What what do they need to consider when applying for jobs at this time and how to stand out and be relevant? Okay, well, the first advice that I would say that is very obvious is that they have to keep going. They have to keep trying. Um, right now, we are experiencing a time in which everyone is really um, upset about the situation. They don't know how long it's going to take to find a new job. So um, it's very important to, to keep positive, not only because of yourself, because if you don't keep yourself positive and you don't, um, if you go to an interview and you look miserable, no one is going to employ you. So this is the first thing to, to, to keep is a good attitude to keep yourself motivated and to think that even though the situation right now is not the best, this will pass. This is not going to be forever. So you have to be prepared to go out there to search for a job and maybe it will take longer than usually, but you will get it at the end. And this is always this. This is always like that. Uh, and no matter what skills you have, no matter from what sector you come from, if you keep going and you take the right steps, you will end up always finding a job. Always. Um, this is the most important advice I think I can give. I mean, I've been in a situation where I've spent months looking for work myself. Um, I, I was living in Brazil, came back to the UK, trying to find a job and, um, you know, a bit, been out um, for, 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 for a while. And um, I think, I, you know, what you can very easily get into if you're not careful is spending your whole day every day applying Mm -hmm. for jobs and that is not good especially on your mentality because if you're not getting the responses or even Mm -hmm. positive responses you know it's it's not uh going to encourage you to to wake up the next day and get on with what you need to get on with and i've always thought well you know the best thing to do is find two or three hours per day where i'm going to focus on doing my job applications Mm -hmm. following up with the with the applications i've made before and finding new opportunities talking Mm -hmm. with my network to see what the opportunities are maybe with some of the companies that they might be associated with but then spending another two and a half hours a day three hours doing some training development upskilling reading um so i'm distracting myself from the job process but allowing myself the opportunity to develop skills and i guess at this time it's very important for us to put structures in place as we're applying for jobs because we don't know how and when certain markets and, and and sectors will open up you are absolutely right. It is very important when you are searching for a job to have a structure within your day. You have to, to think always that to find a job or to search for a job is a job itself. And it, will not, it shouldn't take longer than a few hours a day. And it is not only to reply to applications. 
you have to deal with your networking, you have to read articles about what is, what is happening in the, in the sector, what sectors are right now employing people, um, where is, um, I don't know, what new businesses right now being created. Um, so many different things that you have to do during the day to, to search for a job. Also to look into a hidden market that is there of offers that they are not published. So there are many, many different ways to think this will be something that will last at least for two hours to explain how to search for a job apart from creating a CV and apart from replying to, to, uh, to an offer. You know, there are many more things to, to do. Um, but uh, also to learn a new skill, uh, as you said, can be something good, something that gives you an advantage when you go out there in the market, something that, you know, that... Um, maybe an IT skill that might be quicker to learn, um, whatever, but uh, a new skill can be also filling in your time, but something that is worth for something, not just, I just learn a new skill just to consume my time. Must be yeah. something always useful. And something you're actually interested in, and I think that's that's the important thing. Yeah. So you've got to yeah. you've got to feel happy, as you said. You've got to give yourself those positive moments and say mm. that you've achieved something. And you know there are many companies out there offering different types of programs, and especially for free. In fact, I was speaking to uh, Neville Isaac, who was one of our other uh, contributors, and uh, who's from Beyond Price, and mm. they made their academy for revenue managers free. And mm. um, some of the participants have been so ecstatic that whilst they've been out of work, they've been able to achieve something and at least you can say you did something with your time yeah. um at, at, and and we still have time so don't feel that you you haven't right. wasted the last few weeks there is yeah. still plenty of time um well laura thank you very much indeed for joining us today one final question where will you be taking your first holiday well um actually i was planning to go to israel tomorrow <laughs> <laughs> but but everything was cancelled, so um, I think that will be my next trip. But uh, being confined for the last six weeks, I'm just dreaming about going to New Zealand because I just think about the landscape of New Zealand. So that will be my next trip. I don't know when because this is something that you have to plan in advance and uh, let's see how this develops. But um, that might be my next trip. Wonderful. Thank you. And Laura, if someone wants to get in contact with you, what's the best way? Uh, well, you can just uh, contact me over phone or email me. Um, I can give you all the details or you have all my details. Um, you can just send an email to laura.castellar at qualitysearch.es or just, uh, well, just drop me a message and well, I'm just open to talk to whoever needs to. Wonderful. Thanks again for joining us today, Laura. Thank you very much to you, Ryan. Have a very good day. <laughs> Thank you very much. So um, if you want to see the resources, uh, you will find those posted um, in the show notes. Uh, that includes uh, Josh Burson's Guide to Remote Working, um, as well as the contactees for Laura if you are looking for any work. Um, Check out our upcoming episodes. Uh, we are going to be talking to uh, Danny Wayne uh, from Interhome and the Institute of Travel and Tourism. Um, we're going to we've got episodes um, which you'll be able to look at uh, pricing, um, online distribution within hotels, um, looking at how you can change your market value uh, to be relevant today as well. 
As I say, uh, Travel Market Life is here to be your companion and provide the support that you need to help develop your business and be part of the recovery here um, as part of um, the COVID-19. Anyway, thank you for joining us. And we definitely look forward to speaking to you very soon with our next podcast. Take care.